Okay. From KCRW, I'm Justin Simeon. And don't at me, but I got jungle fever. Zassi Bates has jungle fever. We got jungle fever. We're in love. We're talking to each other right after the theme song. We both have white boos. We do. And of course we're doing this because, um, you know, every black person should only date white people. I'm just <laughs> kidding. But that seems to be, I feel like it's a bit of a political charge It is. Thing. I have to say, um, both of us were ra- a little nervous talking about it. Yeah. Because it is a very inf- in- politically inflammatory to some parties. I would say so too. And mm-hmm. and especially right now in this particular climate, people like love to sort of, anyone who's kind of famous for something black, something yeah. like explicitly black, yeah. and they end up having, you know, a white fee or a white bay, whatever it is. Yeah. There's like a group of people who really love to just point that out yeah. and sort of yeah. or use if, that as a takedown. Yeah, and that it doesn't, that having a white partner doesn't, validate your own blackness or your right. own experience as a black person. Or that there's which some is... kind of race play element. Yeah. Well, we're going to get into, we're going to bring exactly. the fellas in for all of that. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, white people have joined us, <laughs> but we happen to be in love with them. <laughs> them so much. So um, we have David Risdall. Risdall. Risdall, which Rizdall. we just, you just told me That's that, by fine. the way, before we came so, back on. Risdale. Rizdal. Rizdal. Damn it, Rizdal. Um, <laughs> anyway, welcome. Uh, you are a writer, actor. Mm-hmm. I want to say producer, but you don't. You don't agree with that. Well, I mean, I mean we're learning how to produce. We're starting a we're company together, yeah. and so we are learning the producer game. And I, we're putting a, together a movie um, that's been like a couple years of I, producing. I so would you say can call producer. It, you can call it yeah. producer. Yeah, I can claim that. I guess. Okay, a little cool. Bit. And we've also been joined by my white bay. Mm. Rick Proctor, whose name I can pronounce. <laughs> <laughs> uh, kind of. And I would say, what am I going to call you? You're, you're definitely a fantastic photographer, but I also want to say you're a brand creative director of sorts. You sort of consult okay, with brands. With and that. What kind of photography do you do? Uh, I mostly do weed. <laughs> <laughs> well, explain it better than that now. Uh, I'm doing a series called How I Get High. Okay. Um, and it's focused on stories of people in their daily lives. So it's breast cancer survivors oh, and Crohn's patients. Have you patients. watched Weedikit on Vice? Yes, Vice? I love yeah. it. Cannabis. Mm-hmm. Um, we're fans. Mm-hmm. But, I, you know, we're here to talk about... Um, <laughs> interracial dating. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I feel it's it to me is like the most controversial thing. It is to talk about because people, it, you get people get in their feelings. People get very. They upset have the about right it. to get in their feelings, mm-hmm. but at the same time, I don't know if it really reflects me or yeah. us. Yeah. I don't know. How, how have you guys? Who who is giving you the most agita over it? I guess. Or okay. have you gotten any? I want to preface this with, I have been very nervous about this conversation. <laughs> by the way. Uh, really? Yes. I Yeah, I think it's worth talking about. And also, I feel like with all of the interracial couples I have ever encountered in my life, it, generally, I feel like people have a similar experience. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I hate to say it, but 
it's usually we generally find from the black community black publicly hate it. hate it or <laughs> or yeah just kind of like mm-hmm. for whatever reason they don't like it well i think <laughs> i mean look i think okay so i'm just gonna put it in the way that i've experienced it mm-hmm. which is like usually rick and i don't know i don't even know if you get this stuff but, like, I'll post something, like, on our anniversary or something. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, or, or, or Rick's birthday. And I'm like, oh, I love my baby, whatever. And then there's, like, a contingency of people who are like, mm, that, that'll, like, reply mm-hmm. and at somebody, like, see? Or something. Yeah, yeah. Like that. exactly. Yeah. 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 And and I think it's, like, I think it's part of that, like, oh, see, they ain't as black as they say they are. Yeah, or like, that they're lying about what they feel and what they think. Yeah. Yeah, That we. I think I got that comment once of, like, oh, you know, that they're, they're lying, that they're not actually. They're not really down. Yeah, exactly. Not really about blackness. Exactly. Or that, like, you know, and by the way, the point of this podcast is not to be like, see, guys, mm-hmm. we're great. That's not the <laughs> point. Yeah. It's really to have a conversation. I remember we were in a Q&A in Atlanta, I think, yep. for Dear White People, everybody black in the theater, except for, like, Rick and his friends, <laughs> <laughs> who were sitting in the center. Which w- it was not my fault that they let me in first. It was the person that oh, walked yeah. in. <laughs> I didn't want to so walk in. It hella awkward that, oh, like, yeah. white people have entered That's already. So um, but then, you know, and this has happened. This is every Q&A for Dear White People. There's inevitably... You know, somebody that's asking, why does Sam end up with the white guy at the end of the movie? I was going to ask about, yeah, how yeah. do you feel about it? And the truth is, for me as an artist, I never expect art to tell me what to do and how to live. Mm-hmm. I expect art to make me feel something that then sends me into the world to discuss it. So, you know, for me, movies shouldn't be like, the character does this, therefore you should do that. Mm-hmm. You know, is Sam p- made a choice. And we're meant to debate that choice yeah. in the real world and, and debate why she did it, what it means, etc. That's why... I did it. Um, but I always get the question of why and what are you saying? And, you know, are you, you know, there's this assumption that I'm against black love or mm-hmm. something because mm-hmm. I'm depicting the relationship that works in the movie is an interracial relationship. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying any of those things. It's just like, it's, the, it's like literally the first hour and 45 minute of content that I ever made <laughs> that yeah. the public consumed. Yeah. So like I've got a few more, hopefully, stories to tell. Well, I think it's actually <laughs> very beautiful to talk about or to bring up that somebody can have a strong identity as a black person and still have the complexity of, but they, you know, love somebody of any other race, yeah. you know, and, and that that doesn't take away from their identity and how they grew up and how other people see them, you yeah. know, like nothing is ever going to take away from me walking down the street and experiencing the world as a black woman. Why, you know, ever. the thing is that they have a point. Because yeah. there are a group of people who do race play mm-hmm. in their relationships. There mm-hmm. are black men who think that they're trading up by dating white women. Mm-hmm. There are black women who like who feel like, you know, I chose white. Mm-hmm. As, as happened in, a, in mm-hmm. one of my favorite episodes of Atlanta. <laughs> Atlanta yeah. um, you know, th- that is a thing. That mm-hmm. is a thing that yeah. happens. And I feel like the assumption is that we're all doing it. I mean, I did not. I wasn't looking for white people. I wasn't, mm-hmm. you know, there are more white people in Los Angeles, mm-hmm. <laughs> first of all. And so, you know, I, I've dated black guys. I've dated white guys. Um, mm-hmm. And Rick is the one that, that I ended up with. Yeah. And I would, I would say I was the opposite is Justin is the first black person I dated. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it, that was not out of purpose. It was out of 
segregation in the gay community and everybody yeah. being separate and separate apps and separate places mm-hmm. to look and yeah. Se- yeah. separate apps <laughs> literally apps, yeah. Yeah. Like racially divided yes yeah. 100% what well grinder is like white twinks I mean, if you oh, you can yeah. be on the app, yeah, course, yeah, but yeah, yeah, ain't but nobody looking for you. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, the only thing. Yeah, it's yeah. literally like you know, no Asians, no. Yeah. This is just what oh, I yeah, like. It's yeah. just a preference. You get that on Grinder. Yeah. Then there's like a bunch of like the bear apps. There's like mm. Scruff, and there's some other one, the Growler, and then there's something called Jacked. And Jacked has be- I'm telling all the tea. Mm-hmm. Jacked has become the one, and I'm literally learning this second hand because I haven't been on any of the yeah. shit that's on that pick. But like Jacked apparently is the one where black people are on it too, and that's okay. <laughs> Like, <laughs> it's like where everyone meets. Yeah, yeah, it's odd. It's really odd. It's very segregated. Wow. And we ended up meeting on none of those. We met on Tinder instead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> where gay people don't go on to hook up because we have plenty. We have all the other apps other to do apps. that. Yeah. We just were going on dates. And he happened to be a white boy. But the thing is that like, I feel like my connection to you, we're both from the South. We both sort of came... Not we we both have interesting family situations <laughs> that we came from, mm-hmm. and we both sort of we're mama's boys. Mama's boys. Mm-hmm. We both sort of unlike others in our area, like left our hometowns to go do something somewhere else. Mm-hmm. There's like a there's a lot of other things that connect me to Rick that mm-hmm. just have nothing similar. to do yeah. with race. Yeah, yeah. yeah I feel like be? we're like the same soul. Yeah, like, yeah I, I, I feel. Um, and then I think for the first year we were just kind of enjoying that and then she got famous on a, mm-hmm. on a show that was like very black and then all of a sudden what show I don't really <laughs> calling this smaller <laughs> show <laughs> it's not worth mentioning yeah oh, okay. oh. and then uh, I think we started had to like to have these intense conversations like similar to Dear White People like yeah. the, the, you know about and then so I started feeling guilty for even dating you know oh. in some ways what like, a, like, why, why guilty well, yeah, well I think like this like idea like I would disappoint people like I would, I would mm. come I would show up to an event with a C oh, and wow. then all of a sudden I'm like I know people I see the look in their eyes like they wish that I wasn't who I was right. you know 100%. and then feeling you feel that way 100% oh I'm sorry babe and it, it's, it's got it's, it definitely got a lot easier to, to deal with and I, I think that, that the moment you you remarked on earlier uh, in Atlanta was the first like nod to that it's like oh I'm not just dealing with like normal relationship stuff and (laughs) and whether I'm you know I'm also dealing with like guilt that comes along with it when anybody in public has an opinion yeah right wrong or indifferent yeah it like it feeds on you for me the most heartbreaking things people say are not the ones that are lashing out the ones are like i i'm hurt by this like i'm this this makes me feel like betrayed by you yeah um that those are the ones that i guess why like we want to be here right now Mm -hmm. to like kind of talk and who says that is it women is it men both i think both both. yeah yeah Is that? I mean, I feel like is that? For yeah, you as I mean, well? for me, yeah. it's it's mostly gay men. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, I, listen, I have friends who like would never date white, right? Like yeah. black friends who just wouldn't do it, and it becomes a source of pride at a certain point. Yeah, and I and I get it because yeah. you want. I think in any relationship, you want to connect with somebody where there are certain things that you don't have to explain all the time. Mm-hmm. And I feel like race is one of those things that like I don't have to explain it to Rick all the time, but we have yeah. moments where we have just fundamental like I grew up seeing it one way he grew up seeing and we have to chat yeah I also think it goes in a way also both ways of because we actually grew up relatively differently um 
like I grew up in a big city and he grew up in a small town and I don't, this is a whole nother conversation which is always interesting you grew up very religious and then you mm. let go of your faith or he let go of his faith in college and I feel like that for both of us is I've learned a lot also about his family and where he's from and he's learned a lot about my family and my experience and for us it's been beautiful moving and learning in that middle ground and you know it is also like you were saying in the beginning it's like us two in a room feels very yeah just like easy and there's this connection that sort of that supersedes everything right mm-hmm. and then but when we put ourselves and this is something we have to be aware about and be conscious of and and mm-hmm. something we have to talk about when we put ourselves in the context of history and the history of this country and of the the validated and unvalidated, the rightful or the not rightful. Well, you know, like the feelings that it c- mm-hmm. brings up for people, mm-hmm. you know, and there's no right or wrong in it. It's, it's, um, That's right. you know, we have to acknowledge that and, and we have to work through that. And I do think maybe there's a different way sometimes to address or just, to, you know, if people are, are saying something, because people say stuff on the street too, just straight up, you know, mm-hmm. and you're like, well, that's just a disrespectful way of addressing <laughs> it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And like, and, and I'm like, I can't. I just met you. Yeah. Um, like, I'm buying yeah. orange juice at the grocery Hi. store. Thank you for your opinion. <laughs> yeah. And I think that that is where I'm like, okay, this makes me not receptive to having a conversation about it. You know what's, right? you know what's odd about it? It's, cause you're, it's like you have to hold about four things in your head. Mm-hmm. One, one is that the pain that black people feel is valid. Mm-hmm. It's actually valid mm-hmm. because you often, as a black person, you feel underseen and underrepresented mm-hmm. both in culture but in relationships, in the dating scene. Like there are racial components at play. Mm-hmm. And uh, there is a historical right to feel some type of way. There is a personal right. There may be personal experiences. That is true. But also, what is true is that I met my boyfriend in the same world, but our races have nothing to do with our attraction to each other. Mm-hmm. And I certainly. I'm just not, I did not have the set of experiences in my life where I'm going to cut, like count somebody out um, because we have this difference that Mm -hmm. frankly, it comes up sometimes. Like sometimes we will interpret a news item or historical event differently because of our racial upbringings. Mm -hmm. AKA I have white thoughts. You have white thoughts (laughs) occasionally, Mm -hmm. but you also have, which I think is important to any relationship because you're going to always have differences. You also have the ability to open and hear me on things that you know that I may know more about and vice versa. Yeah. Yeah. I think growing up in the rural South with a incredibly racist father and a homophobic father and a any kind of bigot you can possibly come up with, he was it. Um, opened me up to that and, and made me realize that just because you have this thought and just because it is your gut reaction and just because you do have this judgment of people the moment you see them doesn't mean that that's what you have to continually react on. Mm-hmm. You can have that momentary reaction. You can be scared. You can be afraid. You can you can think that they're an idiot. You can whatever. That can be your first thought, and that's mm-hmm. not that's not the end of the world. That's yeah. human nature. That's mm-hmm. human nature. It's to let that continue yes. is the problem. And how you respond to that yeah. thought, yeah. So I think that's what the, the biggest thing I've learned in our relationship and I've learned is that I'm I'm always going to have the the stupid thought that no one should have. Mm-hmm. But I have that about mm-hmm. gay people. I have mm-hmm. that about white people. I have mm-hmm. that about everyone. Mm-hmm. It's the 
continuing to listen and continue to open up and listen to somebody else's opinion on it mm-hmm. that is that I think is what's grown our relationship. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's like not white thought, that's human thought, right? Yeah. <laughs> and like it's just shaped by I guess however you were raised or right. you know and what by the your way, identity the, is. The thoughts are never like black people are terrible, Justin. It's usually <laughs> like, you know, we'll just be talking about something and I'll have a very strong reaction based on blackness that you don't always understand and I'll have to sort of break it down Mm -hmm. and and it actually like it makes I don't know it's made our relationship really stronger because I feel like yes yes you have an understanding about my blackness that you did have to learn because you aren't black but you have shown me so many times that you're open to learning and open to mm-hmm. changing. And I, I don't know, I think that's a thing you have to learn about your partners, yeah. how open they are. I think it's also like important to acknowledge, I think we've also been talking about like a lot of black people have strong feelings about this, but it's also, I think, because we are sort of living in that sort of community and context, right? I think also if, if we were like in other parts of the country or the mm-hmm. world, we would probably hear more vocally also from from yeah, other people, people as well, yeah. right? White you know, folks, and yeah. it's just yeah. like yeah. not in LA. Nobody white is going to be like, yeah. guys, yeah. I disagree. Like, yeah, like nobody. Exactly. Yeah. And that's that thing that, yeah. people also don't have unsaid, that feeling, yeah. you know. And that's yeah. the whole other thing is like, what is going unsaid? Well, the whole white genocide thing, which <laughs> is which is a real movement for people, which mm-hmm. is the fear that the races will mix so much that there won't be a white race anymore. Mm. Never mind that there never was one and we made it up in the 1800s, but whatever. (laughs) But that is a real, That's those are real people who live in America who Mm. we would be coming across if we didn't live here, you Mm. know? I don't know. I feel like you have something to say about that or about this. Well, uh, I was going to say, like, I, because I grew up, you know, in Minnesota in a small Mm -hmm. town that was, like, 98% German, not just white, like, German. So, like, um... My parents brought in foreign exchange students from like Ghana, people from like, you know, from all Latin America, from like Russia, from all over. Just uh, every year because we were homeschooled in this, and I remember thinking that racism was over, mm-hmm, you know. Mm-hmm. And like, and then it took me a long time because I'm from like a kind of a you know working class small town mm-hmm. to understand like my own white privilege. And mm-hmm. then like, because I always felt like the outsider going to like a liberal arts college with a bunch of suburban or like rich white people, like, and then feeling like I was like the outsider, and then feeling. I really didn't get it until like, moving to New York and seeing how I was treated differently by police or by like, you know, like going mm. into jobs. Mm. And like, and then I was a server for a while and feeling like I was treated differently than my, my black friends from customers. And you start to understand it slowly. And then I think having, like making the choice then to go like educate myself on it, you know, mm-hmm. and then still being like what you were saying, Rick, about um, those first thoughts and like, I think acknowledging that I am race, like that I have like those thoughts too. Because you always want to put yourself on the good side, yeah. you know, like that oh, I'm, that I'm, I think so, like, that you're, you're the, on the, you're on the right team, you know, um, and I think a lot of people are, you know, I'm sure you got a lot from white people, dear white people, mm-hmm. they're like, well, I'm a, I'm a white person who, and I'm not racist, people right. say like, and like, but you are, you know, and you just have to like acknowledge that part of yourself that you can understand and get past it, I think. Well, I love the way there's a Beverly Tatum. She wrote a book called Why Did the Black Kids Sit Together in the Cafeteria? Mm -hmm. And I love her definition of racism. And she, you know, to her, racism is a prejudice is a thing that we can all have. But racism is a system. You know, racism describes a system of prejudice plus power. So Mm -hmm. everyone has prejudices. Everyone has prejudices for and against various races, genders, whatever. 
But what she says is we live in a system that puts power behind a prejudice against black people. Mm -hmm. And so if you benefit from that system, you technically are a racist, just like mm. you're a capitalist if you're in a capitalist society mm -hmm. and you're benefiting from it. it. It doesn't mean that it's a thing that you chose, yeah. but yeah. It, it you are a part of a system where you're benefiting from it. And that's all it has to mean. Yeah. And if we could sort of separate prejudice from racism, it might help a little yeah. bit. So that people don't feel like... It's like we all inherited this this index against whiteness. We all yeah. we none of us chose it. Yeah. We just grew up in it and you know, there's no reason to take it so personally if someone mm -hmm. wants to bring up to you how you are benefiting in a way that they are not. Totally. We got to take a break and be right back. You are listening to Don't At Me. Thank you for listening to this KCRW podcast. In case you don't know us, KCRW is public radio in Los Angeles, bringing the best of NPR to Southern California. We're also known for our own brand of bold and innovative programming, evocative storytelling, taste-making music, and audio documentaries that are little movies for your ears. You can join our community to support this show and others, or make a one-time donation just to say thank you. Find out more at kcrw.com join. Okay, and we are back. Okay. And Zassi Bates. For me, dating Rick was not political either. Like it was. No, not at all. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. I think a lot of people race is, is, is who the race of the person that they date is political. Yeah, yeah. I for think some also what has made, um, you know, I wonder if we've had a bunch of co conversations at a more accelerated rate because of our more um, public sort of life yeah ex exactly like it wasn't political and then it suddenly publicly became political right. and and i think that was something we had to like oh 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 we have to address this beyond me you and our parents yeah you know yes. and you know within our own families that's like a discussion sure that you know we we figure it out as we need to figure it out but i think to suddenly have to include this whole audience. Mm -hmm. um, and again, like how we were saying earlier of like also feeling this responsibility to address it, you know, because mm -hmm. we were nervous. We were like, well, you know, this is our own private experience. Like we don't owe anyone anything. And then we're like, but. And I don't but, think you do, but. Yeah, but It's then, still like no one else is talking about yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. No <laughs> yeah. one else is talking about it. And there are many people that need to hear these conversations because they don't have anybody to talk about. And it's about seeing oh, this is something that can work or can exist um, without the politics, I think. Yeah, yeah, without mm -hmm. the politics. Because they're like, listen, I have black folks in my life who are like, they date black and it's political. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's like, not only are they attracted to black people, they're attracted to other people, whatever, but like, like I know, listen, I know guys who will sleep with any color <laughs> of the rainbow, mm -hmm. but when it's time yeah. to land with somebody, it's got to be a yeah. black person. Mm -hmm. And that's a political decision that they've made and I have nothing but respect for it. I get it, get mm -hmm. it, get it, get it. But my dating life is not political. Yeah, it goes the other way around. Too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It does. It does go <laughs> yeah. the other way. Because the thing is, is like when I when I talk to a black friend that decides to quote unquote date white, it is a major political mm. decision. Mm -hmm. I have made this decision, mm -hmm. and for me, it was never like that. Mm -hmm. So 
But when you see it on film and TV, it's always political. Like, you know, Handmaid's Tale is a good example. Mm. Giving Elizabeth Moss a black husband. That's political. It's, yep. po- it's partly yeah, political yeah, because yeah, we're yeah, like, yeah, this yeah, is a yeah, diverse yeah. show. Yeah. And oftentimes <laughs> the diversity choice is to create an interracial relationship. Yeah. Like it is it is a political proof that we are progressive mm-hmm. kind of choice. Whereas for me, the, the, it was literally not a thought in my mind mm-hmm. what race the person I would be well, on a date with. Well, also I think it's, it's interesting. I think when people think interracial relationship, they also always think black and white. Yes. And there are so many yeah. iterations of what interracial is. Correct. And um, a black and Asian couple would also face other kinds of sort of um, conversations, you know. Do you think that the impression that you got from the outside world was the same as your friends and your family? Mm. What was like the the first reactions you remember getting? I'd say with friends, I think I find myself um, that I surround myself with people that don't take issue with that (laughs) you know or you know that don't care about that or like within my group of friends with my white friends I'm not the black friend Mm -hmm. you know I'm correct yeah which is by the way a place some people like I had to work to that by the way yeah like I don't for me it was I was it wasn't until my 25th birthday Mm -hmm. that like I had my first time that like all of my friends were at the same birthday party Mm. I kept them separate and I didn't do it on purpose I just did it because I was like I'm like that too, though. Yeah. Yeah. I think, though, it's less of, I feel like it's more of a personality. I think I I compartmentalize my life in general. It it wasn't like a race thing. It just happened that my work friends were white. And my, you know. Yeah. But yeah, you're right. Like when when I started dating Rick, it was like, okay, cool, Rick. Mm -hmm. It wasn't white guy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, I agree. I don't know. How do you feel? Yeah, I remember like meeting your family and I asked, like, do they know that I'm white? Mm -hmm. And like, and, uh, know come walking into thanksgiving and like mm-hmm. I, being like oh they're like just they 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 know that i'm mm-hmm. i mean i'm 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 also like a like a nerdy kind of looking white guy <laughs> too, <laughs> and, too, and i think there's you know that c also is like you know gorgeous and i think there's this like sense that if like maybe i was like a different kind of white man too mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. like a um mm-hmm. and so i think that you we walk in and I feel I have to prove quickly that I'm woke yeah. and, and I have to prove. And then I'm like, no, why am I? And then I start thinking about race way more than I would have, you know, and I start to like be obsessed by it in, mm-hmm. in, a, in a way. And then that's counterproductive to us. It gets in the way of us. Mm-hmm. And so I think that, um, but I think now, you know, we've, we're in four and a half years and your family loves me. <laughs> and oh I, my God. Yeah. yeah and I feel <laughs> like, uh, but I think there's definitely there was there was definitely some conversations that had to be had between with mm-hmm. them and um uh yeah do you feel the same way Rick I think there was there was a moment early in our relationship we went to a um, destination wedding <laughs> <laughs> that you know we, we were a little early in our relationship and we were going a little fast and everything mm-hmm. was Rick good. was a li- I, can I go ahead. you were a little bit more ready than I was to go mm. away we did a destination wedding very early <laughs> in our relationship yeah. as well I had a panic <laughs> attack wanted, I just wanted we to both had panic attacks. I wanted to be on the beach mm-hmm. and yeah, I wanted a little vacation mm-hmm. and I didn't, you know um, and we took a picture at the beginning of the wedding and we were kissing in front of the sunset it was really mm-hmm. cute oh, yeah, yeah. <gasps> I remember that. Ooh, I'm into it. (laughs) 
And um, <laughs> on top of like just being, we were really get into our cute period. Mm. If you, you know, like everything was working out. It was like four or five months, four months in, something like that. Yeah. And we were really in our cute period. And the, Your cute the picture, period's still going strong. You know, yeah, and the picture, so no, the picture was adorable. It was. There, it was, was like the, the sunset. The was, sun was, <laughs> was on our <laughs> lips. The it golden. Was like, it was yeah. like the like our lips are right here, and the like the crest of the sun is right here. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like I couldn't not post that photo, mm-hmm. even uh-huh. though like maybe there was a lot of there was a lot of things that maybe should have led, led up to that photo oh, that's like this the first episode of that's literally the wife. first episode yeah. Of yeah. 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 yeah 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 oh my god totally by the yeah, way yeah, yeah. wow it is yeah <laughs> whoops subconscious subconscious yeah <laughs> and so i post it oh and god. i get <laughs> i didn't even realize that go ahead sorry i get a whole bunch of likes from my my friends and everybody's good and everybody's mm. happy and yay this is great and I was like, okay, cool. And I saw nothing from a specific friend that that likes everything I've ever posted mm. in my entire life mm. and very obvious. And I'm also noticing that like no family members are are checking it and it's just like it's <laughs> wow. very and you know, I, maybe I'm being over dramatic about paying attention to it, but I am paying attention to it. And I get a call from my mom a week later and she said that one of our family members had called her and said, "What is he doing?" Wow. wow. And I said, well, fuck them. Yeah. And, um, you know, it, it, it stung, but at the same time I was like, okay, well now I know who you are. Yeah. And but that's also hard to like, you know, I mean, I don't know who the family member was or how close they were, but you know, you, then you're, you're also making this decision of like, I'm choosing, my partner and I'm choosing that and I think that's something I also had a moment with it too Mm. because listen I I talk about all the time like you you, you, gay black boy from the south you are a people pleaser Mm -hmm. you are very much like whatever people think of me is like a big decision and obviously like I was with Rick I loved Rick etc but to declare on Facebook to everyone ever in my life, me and this mm-hmm. white boy are kissing mm-hmm. on the shores of Mexico. <laughs> it felt like a, I had to yeah. confront that, like in the moment while we were together. And I remember saying like, I'm not sh- ashamed of us, mm-hmm. but it took me a second. Mm-hmm. It took me a second to yeah. be ready for that because you know, I I know that certain people think of me a certain way, and I at the time was overly concerned yeah. with how they thought. Now nah, I don't give a fuck, but like you know, at the time, I mean, I don't. I would love to hear y'all going home story, but ours was interesting. I was really, I was I was kind of scared. Hmm. I I think it, it it equates to me, and one of the reasons it wasn't as hard for me, or as big, uh, not as big of a deal, but you know, it wasn't as shocking for me is. There was a moment in my early 20s when I was dating in Atlanta and I wouldn't hold somebody's hand going down the street. Mm-hmm. And that was a white boy mm-hmm. and in the middle of the gayest part of Atlanta, mm-hmm. which if y'all don't know, Atlanta's pretty gay. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a gay capital. <laughs> and I still felt ashamed and self-conscious and like it's not something I should be doing. And I made like a, a very, very conscious decision that I wasn't going to care about the way they were looking at me or the mm. whatever. And I think that that decision long ago, like, fed into eventually 
being comfortable with not caring what they think. You had to break away from your family's opinions earlier than I did. Yeah, That's a, the exact yeah. same situation. Mm. Yeah, I grew up like extremely evangelical, like mm-hmm. uh, like creationist, you know, praying in tongues. And then I, you know, my so my family's biggest difficulty is me, you know, changing my faith. And mm-hmm. like, uh, and so I think d- bringing Zessie home, the, the only problem is that she wasn't I'm a Christian. Christian. <laughs> and she, yeah. and, that was and the biggest, yeah. My family's really like open and loving, but they're really Christian, and I think yeah. that, that it's really difficult that we like, we like live together now, and like that was a crazy conversation. Mm-hmm. And like we go home, and they want us to stay in separate rooms, mm-hmm. and like and so like, oh, wow. and so like the fa- and we had to put our foot down. It's like no, we like we lived together for like a year and a half. We're not going to stay in separate rooms, you yeah. know. Like we have sex, you know. <laughs> so yeah. um, spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I, I also when I was. Yeah, 20 years old I had uh, my family is, is very very like hard for them and so I think separating that has helped me will make live the life I want to live and like you know fuck the you know fuck them if you know but like but with love you know I love these you know people but like and I also want to hear what they have to say like um what Elena said on your podcast like don't at me go ahead at me let's have this mm-hmm. conversation I'm yeah. not afraid of the conversation but I'm also not gonna do what you want to do for me I'm, yeah. I'm gonna live my life I'm gonna love who I love and I'm gonna do it with integrity, you know, is like, but, but then, yeah. yeah. But I was saying, yeah, I didn't have, you kind of had this huge break and rebuilt with your family mm-hmm. that I'd never really had to mm-hmm. have in that same kind of. Was your family a little weirded out about the white boy thing? Not at all, but because, okay. you know, um, I mean. You were the product of. Well, because I, yeah, because I am the, Multiple races you know, honestly, combining. because I think my, because my, I think my mom did that, yeah. you know, I, um, she sort of did that for you. She, <laughs> yeah, essentially, you know, and I think that there, I think there is an element of like, wh- who are you more comfortable with or not more comfortable with, you know, regarding mm. family, I guess. But for me, I never had to really like, be like, fuck you, mom, or fuck yeah. you, dad. And. And it's fun. So, you should try it. I know, <laughs> I know but I'm terrified of it. Yeah, I'm terrified. Totally. totally. Um, and I think, you know, I'm coming into an age where I, I feel also very like, you know, I want to assert myself as an adult and as an independent being. And I need to be able to have, I think, conversations with my parents that, aren't just me being the child in the conversation right. but me being the adult in the conversation that's a transition all of us got to make at some point yeah it's hard yeah i mean my family listen my family was never vocally anti-white or mm-hmm. anything but one I, it was already a thing that i was gay yeah. <laughs> it was already yeah. step one and yeah. it's like you know most everyone knew but it wasn't something any of us ever talked about nobody yeah. ever asked me who i was dating nobody ever really wanted seemed as if they didn't want to know or maybe they felt uncomfortable asking I don't know but Mm -hmm. we never talked about it Mm -hmm. and I knew that even though it would never be a problem Mm -hmm. I knew everyone was going to have to have a second when they realized I was bringing home a boy and that boy was white and nope and by the way I feel like everybody took to Rick everybody showed Rick love I feel like certain I I don't know like certain people that I was really hoping would connect with Rick really did I I remember my aunt my aunt Virgie who passed away uh, a couple years ago met Rick and I never officially came out to my aunt Virgie we never had that conversation but she knew Mm -hmm. and she gave Rick so much love and I was so happy that they got to meet before she passed I mean she was such an important person in my life and so my family has been wonderful about it but I 
had to kind of go through the like, oh God, I am really ripping off the shell. Yeah. I'm really being myself right now and it's yeah. been a second. Totally. So yeah. I've brought my full adult Los Angeles self to Houston. You yeah. Know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think we felt that too. I feel like I've was so polite. I'm like trying to be like I'm not trying to hurt any like I'm just the nice white guy. <laughs> like that, you know, in the Rick did the opposite, which is why I think they kinda liked him. Oh fun. I feel like the moment we got in the car, Rick was like, Hey, fuck it. Like Rick yeah. was just like Rick. Like the second and I think everybody's like, Okay. In road rage that yeah, I should Rick's have crazy. said. That's the thing. My family's crazy and Rick's crazy too. Yeah. I think everyone's like, Oh, okay. We're all We're all crazy. Oh, we get yeah. it. Nobody's yeah. looking at anybody weird here, you know. Yeah. Going home to your family was interesting. Everybody was so sweet, but I feel like you must have had that moment too, right? Uh, I have that moment. Well, I'm in, I'm embarrassed of my family without being embarrassed of them. Like I love <laughs> yeah. them to death. They're the sweetest I people in the human, right? Well, my mom's side of the family. My dad, my dad's my reference. Um, <laughs> those Your that dad's I, met, I quite love. <laughs> those, and everybody loves Justin. I think that that people did respect that. I hadn't brought anybody home mm-hmm. before, even though I had dated many people and you know, oh, had you relationships. First. Wow. Same. Wow. And so they knew not to fuck with it. <laughs> it, was a lot. it was a lot at once. Yeah. All at once, like Whitney said. Yeah. So I, I think everything was in the right timing. We didn't, like the first year we're dating, we didn't go home together. Like we, uh-huh. we spaced it out. <laughs> we like did it in the right order. Um, and people were prepared and people were, but I mean, I, I will say the, the opposite side of it. And I don't, I don't like to talk about my dad that often, but the, the time that he thought he was going to meet Justin, he wasn't even, it it was a, Justin was in town for a, for a, for a movie premiere and then left. And I was going to have lunch with my dad and, uh, he shows up Xanaxed out of his Mm. mind, Um. like unable to function Mm -hmm. just with the mere thought that he could possibly wow. be meeting wow. Justin. Wow. And um, our, our relationship has deteriorated much worse since even then. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, it's like, I, I, it is something to know that I can't introduce Justin to half of my family mm-hmm. and that our relationship isn't accepted. And I, and I don't put that on Justin because they don't accept me in any gay relationship. Yeah. Um, even though there's many new new gaylings that are yeah. growing up on that side of the family and they reach out to me and they have purple hair and they, mm-hmm. they, they're mm-hmm. lesbians and they're going to women's yeah. colleges and they're doing all these things, wonderful things. And I'm so proud of them that they came out of the same place. And, and you. As an yeah, that's so. And you're you. also, I think, your strength in, in not sort of succumbing to what your family is or parts of your family are dictating to you, you know, and you're continuing to live your truth, which I feel is a more powerful truth. Yeah, um, they, they saw somebody stand up to that. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I think that's what everybody needs in every type of relationship, whether it's in an interracial and a gay and every, you need to be able to stand up to your family and say, no, this is the person I love. Mm-hmm. And I don't really care what you think mm-hmm. about that. It's going to bother me and I'm going to let it fester and I'm going to mm-hmm. do other things about it. But, you care, but you're not going to let it dictate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to stay where I feel comfortable and safe and with a person that I know that loves me and that mm-hmm. supports me and that tells me all of the things that I honestly had never heard before a relationship with Justin. Mm. And I didn't receive that kind of support from my family, let alone another relationship. Yeah. So fuck them. Yeah. Fuck anybody <laughs> fuck anybody that doesn't approve of this yeah. because it it is the right thing. And yeah. I am on my right path. Yeah. Amen. Amen. 
Any other white thoughts we want? <laughs> 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 yeah, more, more white thoughts, right? Yeah. Uh, I agree. I, my family. So I've, I've, I'm an actor, and I've been. Oh, I had a gay sex scene in this movie on Netflix, and my whole family is. Like, I'm not familiar with that platform. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that was the whole family, like very, very upset about this. Wow, this, I can only. This, oh my god! Yeah, and like, um, and it's funny, you know, you don't, you don't choose to be gay, but you choose to be gay in a movie, you know. <laughs> yeah. And so I think he <laughs> <laughs> literally chose to be gay. And. But I think, um, yeah, standing up for because I, I feel like there are gay FK cousins that aren't that aren't out, you know. And I have a very conservative and like my f- nuclear family, my, my parents, like they have these beliefs, but they are still loving. And other parts of the extended family, I think, are less loving about it. And mm-hmm. so, like, and so I've you inspired me, Rick, by saying that. About mm-hmm. you know, yeah. Well, listen, don't add any of us, okay? If you ain't happy about our interracial swirl-ass love, well, then <laughs> that's just fine. Go find your love wherever you want to find it. I ain't going to be mad at you. I ain't going to be adding you. Exactly. But we good, okay? <laughs> social media is a little light these days. You can add me if you really need to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you could add Rick. Can I'm not on Twitter at the moment. I'm, I'm taking a break. Mm-hmm. But... This was really healing and lovely, <laughs> and I love you too. Yeah, and we have to have like, we have to have, have like drink. dinner, yeah, dinner and drink. drinks. Oh my gosh! Let's go get some yeah. vegan gluten free food in oh, LA. Oh boy, is that what you're on right now? Mm. Um, this has really been lovely. Before I let you go, because I did at, tell ask. people to ask me questions, <laughs> I would at least question. ask you one of uh, the minty fan questions that have come in. Um, okay, I'm gonna ask two actually. Okay. This was for you. What is your next project? Say for Atlanta. By the way, you're everything. This is for oh, you specifically. So thank you. What's next? Um, so next, I'm shooting a movie called. Doesn't have a name. Doesn't have a name. That's a really it's good the, title. It's <laughs> the. Doesn't have a name. Doesn't have a name. Untitled. The sea bets is doesn't have a name. <laughs> um, the Bates. Oh my God! I did it again. <laughs> So used to not correcting bets. people, which is awful. Okay, no, this is we're doing it. No, Bates, kind of like Bates, like Bates, Bates Motel. Motel. Please keep adding me on your name specifically okay. because <laughs> I'm gonna get it right one day. <laughs> um, it's the Joker Origins story. Oh, yeah. So I am very excited Come about on. that. Um, I don't know how much I can legally say. That's a pretty good. That's good. But I've gotten cleared to enter the DC universe because I'm a Marvel girl. Wow. wow. And so I am very, very, very excited about that. Right now you're making Pale Blue Dot. And right now I'm making Pale Blue Dot, which is um, with Noah Hawley, the director, and Natalie Portman, and John Hamm, and Dan Stevens. And I think that'll be fun. And I just finished Against All Enemies. Um, so you have a lot of free time on your hands. <laughs> uh, you know, figuring it out. <laughs> um, but yes, that's what I'm up to right Pale now. With Noah Holly is exciting as hell. I didn't yeah, even know. I haven't been great. reading my trades. Do you know him? No, I just no. know his work. Okay, I mean, yeah, he's, great. I mean, he's yeah. fucking amazing. Yeah, Legion he's is great. the weirdest, wildest. If you two could collaborate on a bio, bio, biopic, 
Whose would it be and why? Listen, <gasps> that's a lot. Oh my god! Who oh god! You, oh, you, yeah. who you I just buy? ordered some biographies off of Amazon because yes. I'm on this. Okay, I really want to do Josephine Baker. Whoa, that's my girl. Address. Okay, yes, my little skirt. Yeah. Yes, boobies oh, wow. out. I can't wait. Mm-hmm. You'd be I can't great. Wait, I. I would. I will direct thing. you. And jo- we'll, we'll do it. I'll do it. Fine. Okay. You know, <laughs> okay. That's amazing. That's my thing. But what about you? What's your kind of... I have a biopic that I'm not going to talk about. Okay. Because it's in the works and I don't want to jinx it. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Just this. <laughs> it's amazing. And y'all know who y'all are, so come on, let's go. Let's make this movie, okay? We're All right. You. <laughs> this has been a All pleasure. Right. Yeah, this Thank has been so lovely. Much. Thank you for your honesty and Thank your you. openness. Dope, and also, man. Rick and David. Rick Thank and you David. So much. Yeah. You know, this is. It's hard talking about this yeah. kind of stuff publicly. Rick, thank you for being my white savior. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but uh, thank you guys for coming on, though. It is yeah. hard. Mm-hmm. And uh, listen, it's nothing. You don't normally hop on a podcast to talk about your most intimate race related exactly. feelings. So I appreciate it. And I know a lot of people listening will, too. Mm-hmm. Thank y'all. Yeah, thank you for having me. Where can we find you, all of you? Oh. Where, if you want to be found on the social media. Okay, let's. So, because I see Bets. Bates. Because I see Bates. Um, <laughs> so I'm only chilling on Instagram at this point. Yes. And you know what? Let me tell you, that relationship is on and off. It's yep. complicated. Mm-hmm. So, but it's just my name, Zussie Bates. Zussie Bates. Yeah, no. Zussie Bates. Zussie Bates. Zussie Bates. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Rick. Uh, I'm at Rick Picks and at How I Get High on Instagram. Cute. Yeah. Well, I'm also on Instagram. <laughs> uh, David Rizdahl. At David Rizdahl. You can find me JSIM07 and all the things. Although, if you're on Twitter, I probably won't write back because it's not on my phone at the moment. Mm-hmm. So, Instagram is kind of where I've been break? chilling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like Instagram. I do too. It's a little more, I don't know. It's, I don't know. I it's don't easier know. to block people. Oh, that's true. <laughs> I don't have to see a bunch of people complain if I don't want to. Yeah, exactly. I love y'all. Thank y'all for coming. Mm. I feel a connection. Yeah. Me too. Bye. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I would love to thank Zasie Bates, David Rizdahl, and my boo Rick Proctor, producer Gina Delvac. Special thanks to Vishnu Vallabhaneni. Our production engineers, Sean O'Brien and Ray Warner, head of programming, Gary Scott. Of course, Chris Bowers, who created our theme song. This is Don't At Me with Justin Simeon. And now that the show's over, at all you want, just please, please subscribe at Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen, and leave us a review. It really helps. We will be back next week with another episode of Don't At Me from the one and only KCRW.